Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Pete McCall, and welcome to this episode of the All About Fitness Podcast. This episode is going to be a quick fit tip to talk about the sport of football. I'm recording this in early August of 2021, and we know what's happening right now. There are training camps opening up for professional level. You have kids starting to report back to colleges. You have high school kids getting ready to take the field for football. From August till December, it's going to be football, football, football. And then we're going to get into January with the professional playoffs. And and who knows what's going to happen with colleges because this summer, there have been all kinds of changes to the leagues. And you have this team going there and there. And who knows? But I think we can agree. And once upon a time, it was said that, that baseball was America's pastime. But I think we can all agree that it's really gridiron football. And so what I want to talk about in this quick fit tip is just some things for, for you to think about as a listener, because I, I'm a football fan. I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. I grew up in the era of the Joe Gibbs Redskins with the you had the Hogs, you had the Fun Bunch, you had Joe Theismann until uh, what's his name until uh, I'm totally blanking on the guy from uh, Lawrence Taylor until Lawrence Taylor happened and broke Joe's leg. The point is, many of us have our favorite teams. Many of us are passionate about our favorite teams. But as I've as I've gotten older and as I've learned more about strength and conditioning and what it takes to play at the professional level, I just like watching professional sports. I like watching the athletes play. And I like football because football is six, well, whoops, sorry, not 16. Football is now 17 games. It's a heck of a lot easier for my brain to follow football week to week than to follow baseball, which is 160 games or basketball, which I think is an 80 or an 82 game schedule or hockey. And I don't even know what's happening with hockey. I, I can respect the athleticism from all those sports, but the one that I, I have the most fun watching is football because I, and I really, when it comes to football, I really just enjoy seeing a good competition. I enjoy seeing athletes who train hard compete at the highest level that's on Sundays or, or compete on the field. Every now and then I'll go watch a high school football game here in the San Diego area because it's fun to watch people compete. And, and football is one of these things. It starts, it stops. It's easy to kind of follow and watch. But the reason why I'm doing this quick fit tip is I want to give you a few things of what, of what to watch for this football season and then share a few insights with you about how you can train like a professional football player and why that's a good thing. No, I don't mean you have to lift the same amount of weight or do the same things, but you know what? Why not? Why not train like a professional athlete? I've been a personal trainer for more than 20 years, and I have always, ever since the late 90s, when I started doing this full time, I have always told my clients that I want to train you like a professional athlete. No, that doesn't mean I'm going to use the same intensity. doesn't mean I'm going to use the same exercises but it means I'm going to take the same mindset 
And as a listener of All About Fitness, I want you to take the same mindset, right? Because a lot of times with fitness, we get so focused on what we look like. We get so focused on, I need to lose this weight, or I need to look like this, or I need to... Why should we train like an athlete? Is that an athlete trains for performance? Train for performance. Train for what you're able to do. Train for what your body can do. Right now, the Olympics are going on. These are the 2020 Olympics being played in 2021. But we're seeing athletes perform at the highest level of their sport. It takes years of training, years of practice to achieve that. That's what I like about watching football on TV. It takes years, even at the collegiate level. It takes years of practice and preparation to get to that level. Now, what's that mean for us? Does that mean I expect you to train like an NFL player? No, absolutely not. But take the same mindset. Training for performance, training to be your best, perform your best is a mindset. It's about doing mobility work. It's about, and mobility is different, right? A lot of times we hear flexibility. Flexibility just refers to joint motion. Tissue, your muscle and connective tissue is extensible. It can lengthen and shorten. Mobility is a combination of flexibility and extensibility. It's the ability of the joints to move and the ability of the tissue to allow that joint movement to happen. So mobility is critical. You need to be mobile if you want to be strong. So you have mobility. Obviously, you have strength training. How much speed and power training do you do? That's really important, right? Especially as we get a little bit older. A lot of times when we look at that and when we get a little bit older, we're like, oh, I don't need to really train like that. But in reality, we should. When you look at when you look at elite athletes who are performing well in their later years, and I'm thinking of Tom Brady and Drew Brees, who just retired, retired over the age of 40. Well, recently, you can go back a couple episodes. I talked to Todd Durkin, and Todd is well known for being Drew's personal trainer, Drew's private conditioning coach. Todd and I didn't really talk about Drew at all. That's not why I was talking to Todd. But Todd's worked with Drew for a number of years. He helped Drew rehab his shoulder a number of years ago. And one of the reasons why athletes like Drew and Tom Brady are still performing at a high level is because they're still doing explosive training. They're still doing speed work. They're still doing agility work. All that is based on the nervous system. There's something called motor units. A motor unit is what triggers a muscle fiber to contract, right? A motor unit is like a spark plug for your muscle fiber. Now, you can do your strength training. Great, you're going to use some type 2 motor units. Strength training will increase the number of motor units activated. Speed training, power training, will increase the speed of activation. That's why I make power training an important component of ageless intensity. And the research has shown as we get older, when they do research on older adults, the older adults who have more power, they can express more muscle power, have, tend to have a longer lifespan. They have more functional mobility in their later years, and they tend to live longer. So what's that mean? It means if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, if you're not doing some power training, you should start. And that should be something you do on a regular basis. Because when you look at how athletes, especially football players, that's what I'm talking about, football players need speed. Speed is the ability to accelerate. Power is your explosiveness. Can you throw something? Can you move quickly for five meters or in football, five yards? I'm sorry, the rest of the world is on meters. I always think of meters. Plus, as a rugby player, as a rugby player myself, I'm always biased towards meters. So you have speed, you have power, which is explosive ability. Agility is like dynamic balance. 
Agility is your ability to move your body through space and control your body through space. You have reactivity. How well do you react to an opponent? How well can you match and mirror an opponent? All these things are important. These are all important attributes of high physical performance. We can watch them on TV on Saturdays and Sundays with collegiate or professional football. But how often are you training these for yourself? Yeah, you might go to the gym. You might do three sets of 10. And okay, yeah, you're going to get some benefit out of it. Don't get me wrong. You'll get strong, get some benefit out of it. But when was the last time you took a sports, a sports conditioning class at your gym? When was the last time you did a hit class where you got pushed to work a little bit beyond your comfort zone? When was the last time you did some explosive training, throwing a medicine ball or doing some sprinting? That stuff works. Yeah, it works on your motor units, which can help your muscles work more efficiently. But here's the thing, too. That higher intensity training, that explosive training, that power training, that speed training will stimulate your body to produce more growth hormone. It'll stimulate your body to produce more testosterone. That's one of the reasons why you see the older athletes succeeding now. I mean, what, we had Mike Tyson come back and come into the ring? How well he, he performed is one other different consideration, but he's able to get back there. He's able to train for that. Oscar De La Hoya, who's the same age as me in his late 40s, is apparently preparing to come back into the ring. And this really, I mean, all this comes down to is that you're only as old as you feel, right? You're only as old as you feel. I've talked about playing old boys rugby. I played guys rugby with guys in their 50s and even, yes, their 60s. If you go out and you do these activities, if you train like an athlete, now mind, if you haven't done it in a while, take it easy to start. And I really recommend that if you haven't done that in a while, don't go out and run 100 sprints to start. That's not a good place to start. Start small and slowly build up. But all that to say is that don't just watch athletes on the weekend. Still train like an athlete. That's my mindset is I want to train like an athlete. I still do sprints. I don't do them for as far as I used to or as often as I used to, but I still about one one out of every seven or 10 days, I do a good sprint and agility workout because I want to be able to maintain that speed. I want to be able to maintain that postural control. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up this blog I wrote a couple of years ago. There's a blog for it. I've been writing blogs and whatnot, content for years. And I'm going to have a link to this blog down below in the show notes. So this is going up on YouTube as well as it's going on the podcast. So this is going to be a blog I wrote about specifically the benefits of agility training for non-athletes. And I wrote this seven years ago. Wow. Okay. So this is from the blog. 20 years ago, the only people doing explosive SARQ, which stands for speed, agility, reactivity, and quickness training, or working out with advanced fitness equipment like agility ladders or speed parachutes, were elite athletes training with professional strength and conditioning coaches. Over the past 10 years or so, and remember, I wrote this seven years ago, over the past 10 years or so, a number of the specialized training strategies and techniques that were once the exclusive domain of top athletes have found their way into the commercial fitness space. These techniques are now frequently used by personal trainers working with their weight loss clients and by group fitness instructors looking to create a unique exercise experience for their participants. Keep that in mind. This is not on the blog, but keep that in mind. A lot of these HIT classes, a lot of these HIT workouts are based on these speed, agility, reactivity, and quickness drills. So it's kind of a win-win, right? You get the calorie-burning benefits of a HIT workout, but you're also improving 
the skill, you're improving these skills of speed, agility, quickness, reactivity. It allows you to move better. Back to the block. If you've noticed people in your gym or neighborhood park jumping over hurdles, running around cones, or dragging a sled behind them and wondered, A, if it really works, and B, whether it's something you should try, the answer to both is a resounding yes. Here are seven benefits to SARQ training, each one a potent reason why you should consider adding them to your exercise program. Number one, SARQ training is fun. Why do we exercise? Exercise should be fun. One of the most common reasons why people stop their exercise program is because they find running or cycling in place on a piece of equipment relatively boring. And then off the blog real quick, I can't tell you, I, I hate, I, I can't remember the last time I ran on a treadmill, but I'll go down to, to the park down the street from my house and run SAQ drills for 40, 45 minutes, no problem. If exercise is appropriately challenging and engaging, it's a little more exciting and becomes something you look forward to doing as opposed to something you dread. So learn some speed, agility, quickness drills. And I'll have a link to something I shot a few years ago. So I wrote this blog in 2014. And then I shot some video in 2014 with American Council on Exercise. I'm at below, both down below in the show notes. The video goes into some drills that you can do with equipment that you can go get at most sporting goods stores. So this is stuff that 20 years ago, this equipment was not commercially available. Now you can go to your sporting goods store like Dick's or another sporting goods store and buy a speed ladder, buy a speed chute, buy a little sled. Used to be you couldn't do that. Now you can. Back to the blog. SARQ training can help improve your movement skill and body awareness. While athletes at all levels use, use SARC training to improve their sports-specific skills, you do not need to be a competitive athlete to receive the benefits of improved coordination and body awareness. Speed training improves the rate of force production, the speed at which muscles contract. That can diminish over the course of the aging process. Agility training can improve dynamic balance, which is the ability to maintain, maintain control of a moving center of mass over a changing basis support. Think about that. It's one thing to balance on a single leg. That's relatively okay, cool. But dynamic balance is your center of mass is moving over your base to support your legs. You need to be able to control that. Reactivity and quickness drills can enhance natural reflexes, helping you to move faster in almost everything you do. SARC training can help improve movement skill and coordination for adults of all ages. It also helps older adults improve their dynamic balance, allowing them to remain functionally independent well into their later years. So think of it this way. SARC training produces results that you can both see and measure, right? Soccer players are revered for their toned, well-defined legs, and it's because the rapid changes in direction and speed required for their sport involve all the muscles in their legs, thus producing aesthetic results that can't be replicated by an exercise or a machine. Most SARC exercises, that's speed, agility, reactivity, and quickness, most SARC exercises use the same lower body muscles, which means you don't need to play a sport to develop a sleek, toned look. An additional feature of SARC training is that you can easily track your progress. And that's true. You'll feel yourself get fitter and feel yourself get faster. So if you want great looking legs, go out and do some speed, agility, reactivity, and quickness drills. Run some cones, run some hurdles, and you'll like the results. <coughs> Excuse me. Sark training uses more muscles than linear running, which can help you burn more calories during your workout. Think of driving the city compared to driving on a highway. 
The former requires frequent starts and stops. If you're in a city, you're starting, you're stopping, you're going, you're stopping. That uses more gas. The body uses about five calories of energy to use one liter of oxygen. Where more muscles are involved in exercise, the body requires more oxygen, which increases the amount of calories that are burned. Most, if not all, the leg muscles are needed to overcome the forces of gravity and ground reaction and control the body's ability to make multiple changes of direction. That's why if you're doing these multiple changes of direction from start drills, you could burn more calories than just running in a straight line. It's like city driving versus highway driving. SARC training can help reduce the risk of a number of different types of injuries. You don't need to be an athlete to get this benefit. Performing the same movement patterns over and over again, like running on a treadmill or riding a stationary bike, can lead to tissue fatigue and repetitive stress injury. While quickly changing speed or direction can lead to a strain of the involved tissue if it's not adequately warmed up, SARC training is movement variability training, which is not only effective for strengthening the contractile element, that's the force production part of muscle, but also for improving the, the elasticity and the resiliency of elastic and fascia, elastic connected tissue and fascia. So strength training makes your muscles strong, but SARC training, agility and reactivity training makes the connected tissue around the muscle strong. That could help you reduce the number of injuries from just from daily life or from playing your favorite activities. It's not enough. Hey, look, if you want to play, if you want to play recreational basketball or recreational tennis, two of the most common sports, or pickleball is becoming more popular now. It's not enough to go run on a treadmill. You've got to do some preparation to get ready for those movements. SARC training is a great way to connect with your kids. It can be hard to find things in common with your kids, but if you learn how to do an agility ladder or execute rapid change of direction, you can feel comfortable going out and shooting baskets or kicking a ball around with your kids thus giving you more opportunities to spend time with them. And, and I love doing this, right? I'm With my younger daughter, we kind of have, when we do daddy-daughter time, we kind of have sport time. I take three or four different, I take a basketball, I take a football, I take rugby, I take softballs and a baseball bat. And, and we go out and we play different sports. We're throwing things around, we're having fun and I have the ability to run and keep up with her. That to me is so critically important. That's much more, to me, that's more enjoyable than just going and sitting somewhere. I want to be able to enjoy that time and be active with my kid. More importantly, I want her to have memories of me being active. I was older. I was 42 when my younger daughter was born. So I really want her to have memories of us being active together. Despite the perception that SARC training is only for people playing sports, you don't need to be a professional or scholarship athlete to receive benefits from this mode of exercise. Due to its challenging nature, SARC training does place a tremendous amount of stress on the muscles but start slow and gradually increase the complexity and the change of direction. Increase your speed. Move at a slow speed to start. Then after a couple of workouts, accelerate a little bit more. I mean, the things that you want to pay attention to with SARC workouts are foot placement. You want to make ground contact with your entire foot. Look at body placement, controlling your center of mass, having good posture. Look at your arm action, leg action. That's all. When you look at speed training, Speed training is a function of posture, arm action, and leg action, right? Arm action and leg action. How well can you move your arms? Leg speed can be related to, to uh, arm speed. So these are all components. You can do some searching on YouTube. Find there's some really good information on YouTube. I'm going to have links to a couple of videos down below in the show notes, both on, on the podcast and on YouTube. I'm going to link to that blog. I, there's more detail on that blog. I didn't read all the way through 
that blog also gives a couple of workouts that you can do. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to raise the awareness of, yes, we have professional football starting. Yes, it's fun to watch these athletes at that level. But you can still train like these athletes. And there's still many benefits for training like these athletes. You can burn calories. You can, you can really just feel better, right? Get out and move. And if you used to play sports yourself, but you've kind of gotten away from that, well, get back to it, right? It starts right now. If you want to get back in shape, don't do it tomorrow. Don't do it next week. Do it now. And you don't have to go out and run sprints. Just walk around the block. Put this on, you know, put this on your headset and just walk around the block for a little bit. That's where you can start, right? I want to challenge you to go out and be more active. I want to challenge you to be an athlete. I hate to tell you this. I really hate to tell you this. But if you're listening to this podcast, I expect you to be active. If you're watching me on YouTube, I expect you to go out and be active. That doesn't mean you need to be at the highest level of activity like a professional athlete, but that does mean get up and move. Use your body. We only have this body for 78. If you're, if you're a male, 78 years. If you're a female, about what, 80, 81 years, I think is the average lifespan. Don't let it go to waste. If you're not using your body, it's like leaving a car rusting in your yard. It's going to fall apart on you, right? Learn how to use it. Go out, play a sport, pick up a sport. Find something you enjoy doing. Take that sports conditioning class at a gym. Work with a personal trainer. Challenge yourself to move. So I'm using this NFL, using this professional football season to kind of spark. I talk about spark just training, but to spark an interest in you so you get out and do more movement. The more you move, the better you feel. Hey, if you start doing that, you start feeling better, do me a favor. Send me an email, Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. Let me know how it goes. If you want some resources for training, I got them at my website at PeteMcCallFitness.com. Check down below in the show notes. I have functional core training. I have dynamic anatomy. Those are great eBooks, which teach you how to use your body. They teach you what you need to know about your body so you can go out and use it to the best of your ability. Go to Pete McCall Fitness, sign up for my email list. I'll send you one or two high quality emails a month. And hey, if nothing else, keep coming back to the podcast and keep tuning in because I got a lot of great information in store and all I'm trying to help you do, all I'm trying to help you do is learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. As always, thanks for stopping by and I do look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.